And today's episode, we're going to talk about that doggone visibility giant. Oh my gosh, how many of you have found yourself in that place to where you've done all the things you've, you've tried to social media, you've tried funnels, you've tried to go and speak and do everything that your mentors have told you to do, but yet you're still struggling to get visible. Listen, we're going to talk about that because many Christian entrepreneurs specifically struggle with being visible. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the five ways to authentically increase your visibility. Let's get into it. What's up, leader? Welcome to the Gifted Entrepreneur Show, the dopest podcast on the planet that explores the world of Christian entrepreneurship and reveals secrets to unlocking your unique codes to create generational wealth. I'm your host, LaDondra Hervey, wife, mom, award-winning author, and Christian business coach who's excited to take you on a transformational journey of taking bold steps to unlock your unique gifts and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with unwavering faith. Buckle up, it's time to make your dreams of creating generational wealth a reality. Woohoo! You guys, we are on episode two of the Gifted Entrepreneur Show. Listen, I am super excited that we get to take this transformational journey together as we are understanding our unique codes to creating generational wealth. Now, remember around here, the codes is an acronym and I'll go ahead and share with you what those codes is. The codes are tapping in the C, is tapping into our unique creativity to build a business we love. The O is all about those operations and creating an infrastructure that really moves us from feast and famine. And then we got the D, which is creating a dominion of mindset. And then we have the E, which is about tapping into that expansion. And then S is all about scaling by tapping into the law of reaping and sowing. But today we're going to be digging in deep and really talking about the five ways to authentically increase your visibility through relationship marketing. Now, before we get into all the things, I do want to just remind you that the way that you can continue to support this show is through your reviews. Like your reviews help us to continually to reach other generational change agents just like yourself to help to build and to elevate them into their next level. And so if you would take 30 seconds and leave us a review, I would be so delighted. Now, let's go ahead and get into the subject because I am super excited about this because this is one of those subjects that I really have struggled with along my journey. And I found through coaching hundreds of women at this point is that visibility has been one of the biggest challenges. Like you've literally done all the things to get your business started and you found yourself in a place where you're stuck. 
and you've tried social media, you've tried ads, you've tried to do the funnels, you've tried doing a rebrand and all of the amazing things that we're told to do, but then yet we still find ourselves struggling to really be visible, right? And one thing that there's a particular quote that I want to talk about really quick is uh, Zig Ziglar. He says, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough people get what they want. And the key word there is to help enough people enough get what they want, right? And so when we're talking about five ways to authentically increase our visibility through relationship marketing, we really want to tap into what does that look like? What does reaching enough people look like to us and for us as we are operating in our divine lanes, as we're operating in our gift zones? And then what does it mean to help them to get enough of what they want. So we're really going to dig in and we're going to figure this thing out, right? And I'm going to share five tips to help you do that. But before we do that, I want we're going to go into our first part of this episode, which is from pressure to purpose. And in this part of the episode, we talk about how we can use our gifts to step in, to step out of pressure and to get back into the flow, get back into God's flow. And for us, flow is an acronym. It's following the leading of wisdom. We know that when we are walking under the anointing of Christ and we're walking as sons and daughters, then we are following the leading of wisdom. And I'm always reminded of the story of Mary and Martha when it comes to this. And they talked about this in Luke and it talked about how Martha was distracted with all the things and preparations that needed to be made. And she got upset with her sister and she's like, Lord, like, why aren't you, why aren't you upset with her? And why aren't you doing anything? And God answered. And he said, he told Martha that you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. And he said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. So as we're talking about getting out of pressure and coming back into purpose as it relates to the visit being visible, I want to remind us that it's not about being in performance-based behavior and to get visible. When I think about us trying to, and, and the standards of the world and how the world has the system set up, it puts us in a performance-based mentality where we're distracted with all the things. Like Martha was distracted with all the things. We're distracted with preparing our funnel. We're distracted with how are we going to, what's the next hack to make, to trick the algorithms and make a social media workforce or make our ads increase our audience and just all this stuff. And it distracts us from getting in a place to where we're truly connecting, not only with 
Christ, but then we're connecting with our brothers and sisters at a deeper, in a deeper way and building those relationships. Remember that we were given our gifts to serve one another, is to build up one another. And many times we get away from that and we get in a place of pressure and performance and we're trying to build up the engine of our business to the point that we forget to build those genuine and authentic relationships that are going to not only expand us because we're expand us in purpose, but it expands us in the kingdom and it expands us doing the work that God has called us to do. And it, at that point, that is when he gets the glory. When we are using our gifts to serve one another then that's when we are, we tend to get that fulfillment and we start to feel that peace and significance. And we start to feel a sense of purpose driving, fulfilling us and moving us forward in our business. And so today, as we're talking about getting visible, I want to remind us to step out of performance-based behavior and to step back into our daughtership, our sonship, and get back into the presence of God and, and ask the question, I like to say in England, what say you? What say you, Lord? What say you, Lord? What do you see me doing in this time and in this season to get visible? Sometimes it's about just stopping and stepping away from all the distractions and stepping away from pressure and from performance and really taking time to narrow our focus in to hear, to hear and not only hear, but to receive in a way that we are able, it becomes revelational. And when it becomes revelation, then it moves from out of our mind and out of our body and it moves through our hands and the work that we do. And we're able to show up and, and without a dim light, but we're able to show up with a vibrant light that illuminates light in dark places. So today, as we are moving from pressure into purpose, I want to remind us to move out of performance, any and all performance behavior that is interrupting us from being that lighthouse that we've been called to be. All right, sis. All right, brother. So let's go ahead and get off into the meat of this thing as we are stepping into one of our codes. And one of our codes this week is we're really talking about this are increasing our visibility. And in order for us to expand and our territory, we must get visible, right? And so as we think about the E and the codes, that is expansion and the way that we're going to, to really step into that through relationship marketing. The very first thing that I want to do is to really define what is relationship marketing. Relationship marketing is it's a distinct strategy for de deeply connecting with customers and boosting brand loyalty, retention and customer lifetime value. That's a definition that we got offline. But when I really think about 
what that looks like from a simplest form. Relationship marketing is building real relationships with real people. And really going back to just going back to the basics and going back to the foundations and really getting to know people at a heart level and really starting to show up and serve people at a heart level and not trying to to trick the algorithms and to trick ourselves and to manipulate things, but to really just to just show up with the servant mindset. We're, uh, next week, we're going to really be tapping into an amazing case study that's going to really blow your mind in, with an entrepreneur who has built a billion-dollar enterprise, how they've done that. And they've done it by just tapping in and going back to the basics of things. And so as we are digging deep, I'm reminded with uh, the story of David. And when David was in, he was in a place of obscurity. Like he was a shepherd boy that was out in the, in the wilderness where there was just the sheep and the wild and all of that. And no one knew who he was, but there came a time and a point in time to where he would go from obscurity to being visible. And when it came that time for him to move from one place to the other, it was it was as if he had to he had to show up and he had to do it authentically. And, and you know, I that's something that I really want to point out because as we talked about discovering your gifted place in our first episode. We talked about what is your unique gifted place in, in business. And when we really look at that and we bring all those ingredients together and we show up and we do that as our true authentic self and we start to build authentic relationships, then that changes the game for our business. It changes the way that we show up. It changes the way that we partner with others. It changes the way that we attract clients and we take off the weights of the of the pressure and we take off the weight of the strategies that the world is telling us and we take off the weight of performance-based behavior and we take off the weight of people pleasing and we take off the weight of all of everyone's expectations including our own trying to measure up to what we believe that the world is expecting from us as business owners. And I say this again, I'm reminded of the story of David because when he came out of obscurity and he come to the place to where he was to, he was going to solve a problem. He was going to solve a kingdom problem that a giant had entered into the town and, and, and everybody was terrified of him. But little old David came out of the wilderness and, and he became a solutionary to a problem. And as he became a solutionary to the problem, it brought him before those great men. It brought him before a greater platform where he would be seen and people would sing his praises. But there was a process between where he was and where he ended up in being visible. And one thing that I want to point out about this particular story is that before David was able to conquer that giant, the king, he, he wanted to allow that King Saul wanted to allow David to, to wear his armor. David said that the, the armor, it, 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 he said, I can't even move with all this stuff on. I'm not used to this stuff. And so he had to take it off. Listen, I share that part with us because today because many of us 
We have too many things that's on us. It's causing us, it's stifling our growth in business. It's stifling the way that we move and the way that we show up and authentically in the marketplace. There's so many things that's weighing us down. And those things is weighing us down from being visible, from being that lighthouse, from showing up and being the solutionary who can conquer the giant of not reaching our goals. And so first it begins with us taking off some things and getting back to our true self. And the way that David was able to get back to his authentic self is he took off what didn't belong to him to embrace what truly belonged to him, what he knew to be true. And that was he had his his staff and his five smooth stones. And that's how he was able to conquer a giant and to be a solutionary. And that solutionary, him being that solutionary brought him before great men, which gave him the visibility at an appointed time. And so my question for you today is, what do you need to release? Where are the weights that you need to release? And move from those things to step back into the place to where you're able to, to, to be true to who you are. What are your five smooth stones and what is the staff that you need to really show up and build real relationships and solve real problems and to really become visible as the solutionary that you have been called to be? So I want to really tap into the five main ways that has really served me in my business. And I'm going to tell you the things that have served me. And then I'm going to tell you some of the hard parts about those things, because it wasn't always easy. And sometimes we run away from what's not what the, the, the things that, that doesn't seem easy and, and we're, we just reject it and we're like, oh my gosh, like that's not a fit. But I just want to give you some options that has really worked for me and in my business and how you can truly use relationship marketing to grow your business. So the very first thing is, is I want to uh, encourage you to find the right groups. Yep. Yep. This time and in this age, many of us have embraced that strong leader mentality. And we're in these places to where we're working in isolation and I gotta, I'm the leader and I gotta be the strongest. I gotta be the smartest. I gotta, I gotta have it all together. And I can't look like I don't have the answers. And what I want to tell you is that we were never made to work in isolation. In fact, it says that plans succeed with many counselors. And so we got to get to a place to where we are moving back from isolation and we're moving into community. There's a way to do this because not every community is a fit for you. And so the very first thing as we are finding those right community or those right groups, then I want you to take the action and I want you to ask, I want you to define what is the right community and what's the right group for you. And so when I say community and groups, I'm going to, I'll use it interchangeably because it's a smaller thing. And then, you know, groups can be bigger and then, or it could be smaller. It just depends on how it's set up. And so it just depends on how people are using it, but I'm, I'll say groups and community interchangeably, but I want you to define 
what are the right groups for you. You got to be specific because see, many of us are out here looking for things and we don't really even know what we're looking for. And we're fi we find ourselves just joining any and every group. And what's happening is, is that's wasting our time. Number one. Number two, we find ourselves not getting the results that we're expecting. And we end up going into those groups. It's like the expectation is not met. And so it's like we either are staying there too long or we are, we feel like things are being taken away from us. And so it's like we were hoping that it would fill this, this void of needing community, but then yet you find yourself feeling even more brokenhearted or even more lost or even more isolated or whatever the case is. And so you really want to define what that looks like. So is this group going back to your target, like your target audience and really defining what is your target audience and what are the psychographics? How do these people, the, the people in the group that you want to be in, how do they think? What are the, some of the things that they're interested in? What are what are some of the uh, books that they read? Because some of these groups that are really strong, they have book clubs and like, what are they reading and how are they building one another up? Do they have any type of system that really elevates one another or is it is it more of a transactional type thing? You got to you want to be really specific. Are these are these business owners as well? Are they work from home moms? Are they are they all pastors? Are they uh, creatives? Like you want to be specific. Are they earning a certain amount of money? Is it that they are at six figures already? Are they at seven figures? Because the thing that I've found is that when you're around elevated thinkers, it elevates you. You where where you put a, a, a ceiling on your earnings and where you put a ceiling on what's possible, you will find that when you're in the right groups, then it expands the way that you think. And you're like, okay, if I'm only thinking, I'm over here uh, tripping about making $10,000 a month and these people are at $70,000 a month and it's just like $100,000 a month and they're making my little eight to ten thousand dollars look like it's nothing you want to be around people who elevate you it may not even be a number it may be that they expand the way that you think about the problems that you're 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 facing or if you're a creative it may make you you and you're in the right rooms with elevated creators it makes you think at a higher creative level and the things that you're bringing to market or in the things that you're working on and to build up your team and to build up your company. And so you want to be very specific about that. And so I do want you to take time to go back and to really write that down and be very specific, because if you don't know if you're aiming at just anything, then you will hit anything every time. Right. And so what is that bullseye that you're aiming for when it comes to a group the right, and defining your right group and community? community. Now, as you do this, this is still all in the same step. I want you to really see, like, has there been any, is there some healing that needs to take place? Maybe you, you, you are rejecting being around community because you've been abandoned or you've in, in, in by your family, or maybe you've been abandoned by it's someone in business, or maybe you felt a sense of neglect, or maybe you were in other groups where it was gossip or it was, it was those in groups and out groups and you never felt like you were a fit and so now it's put a bad taste in your mouth and you're like you know what 
I'm done. Like I am not going to another networking group or another community. Listen, I've been there, done that. I'm speaking from experience where the I've, I've been in several groups and it's like people were shooting on me, telling me who I should and shouldn't be and what I should and shouldn't do. I went in those doors being my authentic self. And then before I knew it over time, then I felt myself conforming to fit and trying to fit into the norms because many of these business owners were seasoned entrepreneurs. And I felt like, well, maybe if I start doing the things that they're doing then and change the way that I'm showing up, rather it's the way that I'm dressing or the way that I'm speaking about my business or all of that, then maybe I will I will be able to get to the, the, the level that they are and it may be they will accept me into their groups. But what I found is that the opposite happened. I actually found myself in a place to where I felt just, just lost and lonely and I felt that this void of dissatisfaction and I had to step away and I had really made an inner vow to myself that I'm not going to be a part of those groups no more like I'm done with groups I will figure it out and do it on my own how many of you have been in that kind of experience you've been burned by a networking group you've been burned by a community you've been burned by friends or partnership and all of that and you're like, I am done. And now you're building your business from isolation. Listen, sis, that and listen, brother, that's not a that's not from God. Like that's literally not the ways of the king. The ways of the king is about being in community. Jesus, it, it, he had all power, but yet he chose to team up with disciples. The same is true for us. And so when we go through those experiences, in order for us to not only choose the right groups, we have to, we have to do internal work to heal from the, 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 I'm going to call it the PTSD from being in past groups and the trauma that has happened. And we really got to take time to become aware of how those groups and how those people has affected us and then heal from it, deal with it, heal from it, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to help you to heal your heart, and then ask what would he like instead, so where there's been pain, and there's been abandonment, or a fear of showing up, because people have made you feel inferior, or insecure, or whatever the case is, and, and, and you ask, God, what would you have for me instead, and then start to operate from that place and ask what what would be healing what are some steps that i can take to heal and then have the courage to step out and do it again let me tell you one thing about being a business owner is about stepping out and taking the risk to do it again and to try it again but this time try it with with uh, with a healed heart try it with clarity maybe you weren't clear about the rooms that you were entering in maybe you wasn't specific about it maybe you came into those rooms and you were insecure and there was some internal healing that you needed to do or some internal work that you needed to do to really show up and take advantage of the relationships and take advantage of the the friendships but you never opened up your mouth 
off because you didn't feel worthy to be in that room. Listen, when we talk about building those authentic relationships and increasing our uh, our visibility, we have to do the internal work to really show up and be the person that we were called to be and to make sure that we are in the right rooms. So I also want to say within this same thing is that to know your your intentions for being in that group. Why are you in that group? Why do you want to be in that group? Why would you even want to partner with it? Even when you're res- you're doing the research, like you literally think about why would I want to be in this group? What would what can I give and what how can I benefit from this? Like you want to look at it from both lenses. Okay, and then as you really understand that, then you walk in that room being authentically you don't shy down, don't shy down. If you're you have that big personality like we talked about last week, embrace that. If you have that that um, introverted personality, then you still show up. Don't use it as an excuse to not show up. Okay, all right. Let's go into number two. Let's talk about uh, number two, and that is a collaboration. So uh, when we think about five ways to authentically increase our our visibility, we want to really tap into collaboration and what that means, right? And so collaboration is is us really tapping into, like, again, that wise counsel, and we are starting to collaborate with people who are wiser than us or who can help to sharpen our iron and those ideas is the word says iron sharpens iron and get around people, other iron that's sharpening you. And I will tell you when you're around other iron and and it's sharpening, sometimes you can get painful. Sometimes you can, you know, it's that one of those ones where it's stretching you and it's making you become a little bit more. But what I will tell you is that benefits of being in collaboration, number one, is that you get to collaboratively bring brainstorm your ideas. So maybe you're thinking about something to bring to market and maybe it's something that really needing someone to lay their eyes on and brainstorm with you. I will tell you that when I first did my very first retreat, it needed someone to come in and to brainstorm with me because I didn't know all the ins and outs. And so when you're collaborating, you get to get a, a work with other people who have gifts that you don't have. And you get to ask questions that that'll help you to elevate into your next level of purpose. The second thing in collaboration is setting up coffee chats to get to know people at a deeper level. Well, we're in the, this time where it, mostly everything is online. We miss the opportunity to truly connect with people and 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 to have an authentic coffee chat to where it's like an introduction call to get to know who they are, what do they stand for, what are their goals, what are their ambitions, and what are they trying to accomplish, and you get to say the same thing, what are your goals, what are you trying to accomplish, and you do it with a mindset that is service first, and then if you see opportunity, then you can take advantage of those opportunities, and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in just a moment. The um, last part in collaboration is really thinking about what are some 
virtual stage that you can do some stage swapping. And that doesn't always have to just be virtual. And when I say stage swapping, this is you being on their platform and they being on your platform. And so this can happen in many ways. Like you can collaborate, like if you have a, a, a brand um, where you serve the same audience, maybe it's that you, you're, you're doing two different things, but it's for the same audience. And maybe it's Christian women entrepreneurs and one of you do a business coaching and the other one is really focused on helping them to do their to build out um, their marketing plan. Or it may be that you're helping them to focusing on weight loss and energy and all of that type of stuff. And so there may be a great opportunity for you to swap stages and to serve one another's audience. And so be very mindful and seeing if there's a value alignment, if there's a mission alignment, and if there's an alignment in the people that you serve, because then what will happen is, is then that really increases your visibility because now you're able to to amplify uh, your impact on a greater level through the reciprocation of swapping stages. And so the thing about that is that you really want to think, well, what is my stage? Because many times we don't even have a stage to swap. And so we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but you know, you really want to think about what is the stage that I'm swapping? Is it, you know, am I going to be doing, do I have a podcast? This, if you have a podcast, like you can reciprocate and, and swap stages and you're on their podcast and, and, and vice versa, or maybe they have a, a you have a, a closed Facebook group and you're serving one another's audience in that, or maybe it's on Instagram and you have a nice following and you are reciprocating there. I will tell you this is that when we think about collaboration, don't always just look at the numbers because it's not, sometimes people have very large followings, but they're not warm audience and those audiences are not really paying attention to what they're putting out. And so you're like, oh, they got 13,000 people on their platform. And so this is amazing. And then you overlook that one and you're like, I'm not going to collaborate with the one who's got like 300 on hers, but that 300, they are so warm and they're so engaged that you probably, she probably is converting more people or, or more people or more influenced by the people she bring on her stage than the one who has the 13,000. Now, I'm not saying that the 13,000 don't have that kind of influence, but with the point being made is that despise like, oh, well, she doesn't have this many. And so I'm not going to go on that platform. This is about collaboration and it's about being intentional. And it's about seeing if there's a value alignment, because again, we're being building authentic relationships with other people that can help us to grow our brand, to help us to reach our ideal audience and to help us to uh, really stand in our expert position and to be that lighthouse like a city set on a hilltop. And so these are all ideas under collaboration because when you brainstorm and you, you're, you're, you can start expanding your thinking, you're collaborating, that helps you to be more visible. When you're doing those, those coffee chats, those can it can lead to other introductions it can lead to uh, collaboration opportunities where you're swapping stages it can lead to so many things and so we want to make sure that we're being intentional the third one here is that we want to get have that give back spirit so in order for us to really increase our visibility we don't want to come at through relationship marketing we don't want to come at this with a mindset to where it's like okay take 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 listen no one likes to be 
so too no one likes to to be treated as a transaction no one likes to feel that icky feeling like it and let me tell you sometimes it happens and it's unintentional i've been there i've done that i was in direct marketing and they, the the way that their system was set up, they was like you know, telling you things to go and do this and tell them this and tell them they're going to do you a favor. And it was more about you than it was about the person on the other end. And, and so I learned through time that that's not the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is really based in Luke 6.38, where it says, give and it will be given to you. And so we have to have that give back spirit where we're looking for opportunities to give first. And so you can really be intentional about this. And because I know that many of you get caught up in, well, give, 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 and you're not taking advantage of those relationships in a healthy way, because we don't want to just be giving, giving, giving. And then there's this, this pent up energy to where the person is like, well, how do I do business with her? Or how do I help her? Or how do I serve her? You want to do it in a way to where you're really able to benefit from the relationships that you're building as you are sowing seed and as you are giving. And so you can do that by being intentional in setting up a serve system or your serve method. And you can figure out when I'm on these coffee chats that we talked about, then how can I, from my company stance, what are all the ways that I could serve someone when I'm on this call? So that way, depending on whatever direction that the call takes, then I am, I know that my system is, is that I could either help them in, you know, when we're on that call, I'm look for, I'm looking for opportunities to refer them be based on the network of people that I know, because when we, when we can be that person aware, we are that trusted source, then people start, we're top of mind and people start to look for us. That increases our visibility. Cause it's like, Oh, top of mind, call Susie. Oh, top of mind, call LaDondra top of mind, you know, call Don, whatever that is. And so you want to make sure that you are being top of mind. And part of being top of mind is having a network of referrals and and that's why it's so important for you to get out and you to build relationships, because as you build relationships, you start to see the connection of how you can be a answer to somebody's problem. And just because you did that, then they're looking for a way to give that back to you. And they're like, well, how can I serve you? That's happened so many times. And it, that wasn't my intention. And um, when I gave that referral, but it came back to me because my heart was right when I did it. Um, a part of the, my, the referral system that I have set up is even uh, not even just the referral system, the service system is I'm looking, okay, well, what are some collaboration opportunities? Like, how can we collaborate? I know what my programs is. I know what I'm trying to do. What's what's my mission um, with, in serving my audience and the generational change agents and how I'm helping trying to take them deeper and digging into those gifts so that they can really create generational wealth. So I'm very clear on what is a what's a strong collaboration for my people that I serve. And so with that being said, then I it that system is laid out and is clearly defined. And so you want to do the same thing for you yourself. 
you want to also think about, okay, so in my serve system, then it may be that that person may be an ideal client. And that's why it's so important for you to identify who is your ideal client? Why are they your ideal client? So when you are on that introduction call, then maybe it's like, okay, y'all introduced yourself and then you saw, oh, well, there's a problem that literally I have the, the solution for. And so I'd love to help uh, Jack to solve this problem. And so you can say, you know, hey, hey, Jack, this has been an amazing call. And I, you, you had mentioned that you were struggling to lose weight and to gain more energy because you wanted to spend more time with your children and to really benefit from uh, good health and longevity. And I actually want to just share with you and how I can help you do that through XYZ program that I offer. If you're open to it, I'd love to set up a call with you and discuss all the ways that I know that I can help you with this. And then you can decide if you want to move forward uh, or not. But either way, Jack, this has been an amazing call. And I'm so grateful that we've got to, to talk and, and have this conversation. But again, I would love to help to, to be a solution for you because I know that I can serve you. What do you think? And you can just, and, and listen, you are leaving it open for Jack to make a decision. You shared how you can serve and that you'd like to have a, a further discussion. And you can, you can share, you can leave that open for Jack. You're built an authentic relationship. And most times Jack is going to be like, yeah, like, I didn't know you did that like that. And typically it comes so natural because y'all have already introduced yourselves and your businesses. And so Jack is already thinking like, how can I work with her? But the fact that you said it now, Jack is more inclined to be like, okay, like, yeah, like I want to set up another call to take this deeper. So that, that it could be that it's through a client. It could be through an affiliate to where, you know, you're thinking, okay, why I'm on this, my give back is like that, you know, I can help them to earn more money through my affiliate program because we have, we have similar audiences. And so what I'm offering here could really benefit them and add them a, an additional stream of income. And let me just tell you this. Sometimes it's just some good old advice. And then you're just following up. They, they You may have a, a kid in college and they're having some issues and you may have that right answer that really helps them to, to, to get through some mindset things or to get through you know, a challenge that or share a resource. And you literally just send a, a, a follow-up email. Hey, Jack was following up to see how your daughter is doing in college and how, how did that resource work out for you? When you come at it with that type of mindset, what happens is, is they want to reciprocate that back to you and to really help you to, again, what happens is from there is then it helps to increase that visibility. Now that's brought you before one more client that maybe you didn't have or one more collaboration partner that you didn't have all because you were a resource with good old advice to Jack for his daughter in college. So don't despise all of that. And so always have that give back spirit because that is the king's way. And that is how we truly show up and to authentically serve. All right, you guys. So we only have two more. Let's finish strong. So the uh, fourth one is to trust the process and don't give up. Oh my gosh. 
this one I can't express enough because when we are in that stage and we're like, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to be visible. I've done all the things, I've invested all the money, I'm showing up and doing all this stuff, but yet I'm not seeing any fruit or very little fruit. I want to remind you law of reaping and sowing. And that's we reap what we sow. So it's our responsibility. Here's our responsibility is to sow seed and sow as many seeds as we can. And what we do is when we when we tapping into trust the process. So that was number four, trust the process. We trust that the seeds that we are depositing and we're going back and watering through the follow up that. God is going to send the sunshine. He's going to send the rain. He's going to nurture the ground and, and cause the land to yield a crop to us. But it's our responsibility to continually, consistently to show up and to sow those seeds by being visible, by sharing our gifts, by sharing what we do, sharing why we do what we do. And again, I can't stress this enough. Be consistent. And as you're consistently showing up, here's a big one. Don't be attached to the outcome. Be more attached to the outcome giver than you are attached to the outcome. Now, this one was so hard for me to grasp because as a very driven type A personality, like I was attached to the outcome and I still find myself in the places to where I have to check myself and be like, look, whose business is this? Is this your business or is this do it in this as a steward for and working for God? And so if you know that this is God's business, you are stewarding his business, then he's going to send everything to take care of the land that he is calling you to till and to work and to nourish and all of that. And so it's not my responsibility is to keep my eyes on him and not be distracted by what's not working for me, but to, to keep my eyes focused on who is working for me. And so if I can give you nothing else out of this is when we are going, when you're going through these challenges and you're trying to be, to get yourself visible, be consistent and to trust the process and don't be attached to the outcome, but be attached to the outcome giver. Because when you start to get in the energy where you are focused on the outcome, then you lose sight of the one who gives you the wisdom to know when, when, when it's enough water or know where to go and put more water or to know when to go, where to go put more seed or know uh, when it's time to go buy a different fertilizer or, or to invest in a different crop or whatever the case is. And, and so that you can be more fruitful. The same is true for us in our business. Like when we are more attached to the outcome giver, he gives us the wisdom to know where to go, what to do so that we can increase our visibility. And as we're doing that again, consistently be that lighthouse that you've been called to be. Uh, share your gifts. Don't say that, oh my gosh, well, I've been out here and I've been trying. And so clearly it's not working. They don't like me and I'm a failure. And you start to go into a place of shame. Don't go into a place of shame. Don't go in a place to where you're feeling inferior. All of this yucky stuff, stay in faith. 
stay in faith, stay committed, stay knowing that he who says it, he will bring it to pass. God is a God that will not lie. He cannot lie. And he does fulfill his promises. We, it's our responsibility to hang up, to hold tight to those promises, no matter what. All right, let's get into our last one and how we can increase our visibility through relationship marketing. It's clear. It's pick one platform, be clear on what you stand for and the problem that you solve. Then go deep and be consistent. I can't say the word consistent enough, but here's the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of times we're wondering why we're not being visible. Well, first of all, we have our attention in too many places. And so when we have our attention in too many places, it distracts us from the main thing and from the main people that we're trying to focus on. So what's that main platform? I'm not saying that you can't have things set up to where it goes out to different places. That's your business. You get to choose what you want to do. But what I am saying is, what is that main platform that you're going to give your undivided attention? Is it podcasting? And when what you will find is that, like, I, I'm giving an example. Is it podcasting? Is it Facebook? Is it is it Instagram? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You pick it. Is it in-person stages? You pick it based on your unique style and the way that in the environments that your gifts thrive the best in, you pick it based on how, what the Lord has shared with you to do, because sometimes it may not make sense to you, but it is what God is calling you to do. You pick it based on just you trying and you're experimenting because sometimes it's that you got to pick one and experiment and see, hey, is this where my audience is hanging? And you, you will find out if it's a yes or no, but you, you got to be consistent enough for you to see, is it a yes or a no? And you can't show up for two months and then be like, oh, they're not here. And so I give up. Maybe it's it's that you need to make some pivots on the way that you're positioning your com uh, content. Maybe it's that you need to to lead in stronger with your call to action or uh, it may be some things that you need to pivot on or it may be that it really is the wrong platform but if you got so many things in so many places how can you really to monitor those metrics and so when you know it's one place one platform you can really monitor the metrics to see is this working for me? Is it not? Is it reaching my ideal client and the way that I'm intending to serve them? And then you be clear on what your stance is, right? And when you're on that platform, because if you really want to get visible, people want to connect with brands that, that resonates with them and that stand for the same thing that they stand for or that have something that they need. And so what is your stance? And so when when we talk about being a lighthouse, that means you're being a solutionary to a problem and you're putting your stake in the ground and saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is why I do what I do. And if many times, many of us are being generalist instead of being a specialist and saying, I specialize in this because we're afraid to release it, that we're going to miss somebody. If we don't say everybody, then I'm not being a good Christian going in the way of the Lord. And so it, 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 when I say that I specialize in helping XYZ audience, listen, 
the, the Paul, his ministry was to the Gentiles. And so he, it was very clear as to the Gentiles first. And so that was what he was to speak to. And that's where he made the greatest impact. Peter, his was more about strengthening the body of, of Christ. And there's so many others that is specific, right? When we think about Daniel, he was influencing leaders and, and Joseph influencing leaders in the government. Like we really got to Esther, her assignment was to the king. We got to really think about who our people are, get very consistent, be very clear on what's our stance and why. And you'll know if you're not being clear, if you're not seeing any sales conversion after a certain period of time. Um, you'll know if that if people keep asking you, even though you're saying it all the time, this is what I do. This is what I do. They keep asking you, what do you do? And you're it's frustrating you because you're like, I keep saying it. Maybe you're not. You need to go back and tweak it and be a little bit more clear on what you specialize in and how and who you serve and why you serve them. The problem you solve. Another reason that you'll know if you're not being clear, if it feels confusing and when you start to say, well, you know, people ask you, what do you do? And you're like, well, I do many things and I do a little bit of this and I do a little bit of that. And that you can increase your visibility like that because people don't know why they should know you or why they should refer other people to you. Because part of relationship marketing is you being so clear that people want to refer you to their friends and their family to do business with you because they know that you are the clear solution to their problem. So being clear on the one thing that you do, not the, don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none, master one, master one, and go so deep on that one that you become known for it. And as you become known for that, then you can branch out to other branches that you have service that parallel to the thing that you started your business on. And so I hope that this has really been impactful for you, because if you're really trying to increase your visibility, it's really time for us to get back to those human relationships, us being authentically connected to other humans and building our business from there through referrals and through direct connection and really taking off the weight of what the world, the worldly system and their strategies and to really come back to a place of authenticity. And what is our rod and what are those five stones that we're going to, we're going to use to conquer the visibility giant that's really keeping us from walking and the fullness of our calling and to be that solutionary, be that lighthouse so that we can step up and increase our visibility just as David did when he conquered the giant. And so if you're in that place to where you are ready to take your business to the next level and to partner with other like-minded Christian entrepreneurs who are doing business God's way, I want to invite you to our new Kingdom Collaborators Network, where we are doing business God's way through elevated partnerships and collaborations, and leaders are growing leaders, and we're doing it in a way that is authentic. We're doing it in a way to where it's not a transaction, but it's about reciprocation. We're doing it in a way to where business owners are literally thriving and collaborating together to reach their goals 
goals individually and collectively. So if that's something that you're needing and you, you're tired of walking in isolation and you're ready to take your business into that next level where you're not the strongest and you're not the smartest and you're not the always the one who has all the resources and the ideas, but you are in a community that expands you then I want to invite you to join us with the Kingdom Collaborators Network. Simply go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Kingdom Collaborators Network or go straight into the description and you will find the link to click for more options. All right, until next episode, see you later. Did that episode feel juicy or what? If so, please do me a favor and take 30 seconds to write a review. Your review helps us to spread the mission of creating generational wealth around the world. And if you tag me on IG stories, I'll be sure to reshare the love. And don't forget to join our Kingdom Collaborators Network, where we're coming together to intentionally collaborate to grow our business. Until next time, remember, for with Christ, nothing is impossible.